Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
Good evening, and welcome to the Light of Portland. I am your host, Pastor Kimberly Black. It is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be able to worship with you tonight as we come together to lift up, to magnify, and to exalt the Lord our God. We give all praise and honor to God tonight for choosing us to be in the land of the dying, preparing for the land of the living. And we're thanking God for watching over us, protecting us, and keeping us from all danger, seen and unseen. It's been a wonderful day, a joyous day. I hope and pray that you've been able to enjoy your Sunday morning, your Sunday afternoon, and that you are looking forward to enjoying your Sunday evening with us and the light of Portland. We want to honor the men and women of God that make this platform possible where we can come and worship with you week after week. We thank God for Archbishop Ruth Smith, for her covering, for Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, our sister and friend, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and to all of those that preach and teach on this broadcast week after week. Pastor Pamela Laws, Pastor J.W. Friday, Elder Teddy Copeland, Elder Demetrius Devers, Elder James Wooten, Elder Catherine Brown, Elder Kathy Miniweather, Elder Bruce Mitchell, Lady Beth Schreiber. We are just so grateful to God that you spend time at the feet of God with your ears pressed to his chest that you can hear from God on our behalf. We are just so grateful and we're so thankful. Uh, Tonight we want to open up um, the night with a few announcements, things that are happening in our community. We're going to have a word of prayer. And then our speaker tonight, Lady Brett Schreiber, is here with us ready to bring forth a word to help propel us to that next level to help us maintain where we are right now, or even to stir up within us a fire, a desire, a love, or a longing for the Lord that may not have been there today or today. Each moment that we have is a new moment and a new opportunity to seize the moment to experience the love, the power, and the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I am so honored that you are ready to go in the presence of the Lord with us on tonight. So let's talk about announcements, what's happening in the city. There is a community bowling event. This is sponsored by the African American Health Initiative. It is next Saturday, April the 29th. Spaces are limited, Um, so if you want to check to see if there's more space available, um, you can call Sister Sally Stevens at 971-269-6902. Next Saturday, there will be a two-hour community bowling. Donation is $10. Arrival time is at 1.30. For more information, please reach out to Sister Sally Stevens. Again, her telephone number is 
6902. That is Saturday, April the 29th. I also want to tell you about a prayer clinic that's getting ready to take place here in our city at the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church on Saturday, May the 6th. We will be having a prayer clinic, and we would like to invite you to come and be a part of our prayer clinic. Our theme for our prayer clinic is, I'm sorry, standing in the gap. Standing in the gap. And as we stand in the gap, there are some things that we must do. And so we'll be coming from Ezekiel 22 and 30, Habakkuk 2 and 1. The scripture there reminds us that while we stand in the gap, we must take our stands. We must watch and wait to hear what God has to say. And so that will be Saturday, May the 6th at Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church. We're located at 3605 Northeast Mallory. Our lecturers for our prayer clinic, our very own Light of Portland preaching machine, Pastor Pamela Laws from Mapleton, Georgia, will be in the house. Amen. All roads lead to Portland, Oregon. Pastor Laws will be here with us. Lecture on what it is we need to know about this season of being intercessors and prayer warriors. Joining her for the lecture, our very own friend and brother, Pastor Mark Jackson from the Oasis of Praise International Church right here from Portland, Oregon. He is a praying man. He is a preaching man. He is a teaching man of God. And we're looking forward to a good time on Saturday, May the 6th. There's a $10 registration, a light breakfast, and a light lunch will be served. We will start promptly at 11, so you want to come early so that you can register. The doors will open at 1030 so that we can be ready to go before the Lord right at 11. That's at 3605 Northeast Mallory, Saturday, May the 6th, a prayer clinic our very own Pastor Pamela Laws, and my friend and brother, Pastor Mark Jackson, will be our lecturers. And then on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock p.m. at the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church, which is located at 3725 Northeast Mallory, North Gantonvine, I'm sorry, 3725 North Gantonvine, uh, the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, We will be there celebrating our 18th pastoral appreciation. How excited we are to come together to be able to share in this time of celebration. We want to invite you to join us. Our speaker for the afternoon will be Pastor Pamela Laws, all the way from Mapleton, Georgia. So we have a busy weekend coming up, May 6th and 7th. We want you to be with us. On Saturday, we will be at Greater St. Stephen, Missionary Baptist Church, 3605 
Northeast Mallory. Doors open at 1030. And then on Sunday, we'll be at New Hope Mission Baptist Church at 3725 North Ganton Vine at 1 o'clock. Also want to let you know about the Healthy Men Conference. This is a community-wide event to empower, inform, and inspire men. Uh, This is going to be Friday, May the 19th, and Saturday, May the 20th, at the Life Change Church, 3635 North Williams Avenue. This event um, will be sponsored by uh, Apostle Cliff Chappelle and the Coalition of African and African American Pastors. This is the Healthy Man Conference. That's Friday, May 19th, and Saturday, May the 20th. The registration is free. All they want you to do is go to Ebright and sign up so that they'll know how much food they need to have for this event. And I was told on yesterday that women are welcome to come for the Friday night session. So we want to just fill that place, the Life Change Church, at 3635 North Williams Avenue, May 19th and May 20th. Those are all of our announcements. I hope and pray that you govern yourself accordingly. Hope to see you in the place. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Most Heavenly Father, we, your handmaid servants, we come before you this evening with our hearts full of praise, our hearts full of thanksgiving. Father, we come to bless you. We come to magnify you and to lift you up. We honor you, Father, for allowing us to come together and worship. We realize that some of us are sitting in Oregon. Some of us are sitting in Georgia. Some of us are sitting in California, Texas, and Washington. But we have gathered together in your name. And your word tells us for two or three gathered together in your name. Didn't say we had to be in the same building. It just said that we need to be together in Jesus' name. And we are have the same mind. That is to receive a word from the Lord. We have the same mind to fellowship with the saints. Your word promised us you would be in the midst of our worship. You would be in the midst of our praise. So we ask that you would settle here, Lord God. Settle in our homes in our cars, on our jobs, in our hospitals, in our convalescent homes, wherever we are tonight, you let your Holy Spirit fall fresh on us and rest on us now that we may open our ears, our eyes, our minds to receive the word that's coming from Lady Beth. I pray now that you would anoint her, Father, uh, with your word, with your spirit, that she may loudly proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, tonight we come praying for this nation. Father, we are in such a mess. We are in such a mess that 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 there's so many shootings taking place. There is so much um, phantom in the land, so much disease in the land. Father God, there's the houselessness population 
is expanding and it's growing. And, Father, people are struggling quietly and, and crying out for help that are suffering with mental health issues. God, we need you to step in now, Father God, and bring healing to the land. Father, we look to you for you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, we look to you because you are our help. You are our peace. And we love you, Father. And we thank you. We ask that you would touch those that are incarcerated tonight, locked behind prison walls. Pray that salvation run rampant in those places where men and women are incarcerated. I pray that they would come to know Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Supreme One, the One who reigns and rules, the unique one. You are 100% God and you are 100% man. I pray that they come to know you, the Father, the giver of all things. Pray for those that are sick tonight, racking pain in their body. Those who are waiting to hear from doctors, waiting to hear from lawyers, waiting to hear, Father, um, from family members about decisions that are being made on their behalf. I pray that all things be done decent and in order. And I pray, Father God, that your will be done. For you said that all things work together for them that love you and who've been called according to your purpose. Let your will be done, O God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we love you tonight, and we adore you, and we bless your name, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship, praise you. Bless the word that's coming forth. Bless the hearers. Then, God, give dudamous power to those who have made up in their minds tonight, I'm going to do what the word says do. And, God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, everybody, open your mouth and worship the Lord. He's worthy of the glory. He deserves the praise today. Come on, everybody, all over the room, open your mouth and worship him. Lift your hands and bless him in this place. Your simple song.
on, y'all got to come on, say, my hallelujah. hallelujah From the bottom of your heart, lift your voice. My hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Jesus does deserve the praise. He does deserve the glory. He does deserve our attention. (laughs) He does deserve our love. He does deserve it all. Hallelujah. Because he gave it all for you and me tonight. And we want to just give him thanks. And we want to give him praise. And we want to give him glory. Because He is the answer. Hallelujah. If you're looking for an answer tonight, I'm here to tell you Jesus is your answer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've been thinking, I've been thinking a lot about Jesus. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about how I want more, more and more of him. I don't know about you, but I just can't seem to get enough. Hallelujah. I can't seem to get enough of him. I want to know him more. I want to experience experience him more. I want to understand more and more about him, uh, deepen the relationship with him, find out all I can about him, and live and walk and breathe and exist for him. Hallelujah, because he gave it all just for me and just for you. Hallelujah. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about, you know, a, a different uh, different stories we've read about in the Bible and different stories I've heard people tell about encountering Jesus. You know, and I think that what we need to do is is learn, if we've not already encountered Jesus in such a way that it's changed our lives, then we need to do that. Hallelujah. So I, I just think, you know, in our journey that we're on, uh, you know, in our journey to grow and learn more about Jesus and what this relationship means to us and how it can affect every area and every aspect of our lives. We might find ourselves seeking more answers about how to, you know, get more of him. You know, we may hear stories and testimonies of Jesus doing all of these miraculous and wonderful things for people or how that meeting him has totally changed their lives. How they were lost and pitiful before, but now they're brand new, and life is better, and they have peace and joy, finally. Well, now, this all sounds great for them, (laughs) right? But what about me? What about you? What do I need to do? What do you need to do to get this new, incredible life that we keep hearing about? What is it about Jesus? that really makes people change or that makes them want to change. You know, I think back about the about when he was choosing his disciples. You know, he I look back on that story and when he chose them, there was there seemed to be no hesitation on their part. They just followed him. They just dropped everything and, and just went running after him. You know, we see that in Luke five eleven, the last part of it just literally says, They left everything. And joined him as his disciples, and they sided with his party and accompanied him. Can you imagine just leaving everything to follow Jesus? <laughs> it's just crazy if you really think about that. Imagine just dropping everything. I can't, you know, it's hard to really imagine that. I mean, for real. Imagine dropping everything and running after Jesus. But this is exactly what happened. There was something incredible 
apparently about Jesus because at once they ran after him. He told them in Matthew four nineteen and 20, he said to them, come after me as disciples, let me be your God, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and became his disciples and followed him. Wow. So it makes me question myself and some folks that I know. What are you running after? What am I running after? We really need to stop and examine ourselves, have a little meeting with yourself, and see what we find. What is the real desire of your heart? You know, you hear a lot of people say the words, oh, yeah, I want to be in his presence. I want to do what he says. I want to feel him. I want to be in peace. I really do need him. But when they stop to to examine their hearts, there seems to be a hindrance sometimes. Sometimes that some, something that's keeping them from really seeking and really staying on the right path. You know, mouthing a bunch of words doesn't necessarily mean a heart change, right? <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of things, but what's in the heart? You know, we look back at the disciples. They were just a bunch of ordinary guys, just doing ordinary things. Most of them were just simple fishermen. They had jobs, businesses, families, you know, and, and I think about, you know, I think about me and some people, you know, and other people, you know, we're just ordinary folk. We're just ordinary people just, you know, going through life, you know, and, and but yet Jesus chose me. Yet Jesus chose you. Hallelujah. This is shouting news. Hallelujah. You know, but that, you know, we read different stories in the Bible, you know, that talk about, about the disciples, you know, perhaps in the middle of their work day, they encounter Jesus. They encounter Jesus and not really knowing a whole lot about him at the time. They dropped everything because there was something, whew, something about Jesus, something that was different, so different from anything or anyone that they had ever encountered before, something extraordinary that made them suddenly change their mind about what they were doing. And in that moment, they did a complete 180, whew, and left all of their previous thoughts and activities behind to follow Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to leave it all behind to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we know good things about him, right? And those good things, whew, hallelujah. He's so incredible. I just can't imagine life without Jesus. My gosh. Hallelujah. What a mindset these guys had. You know, it's hard to imagine, you know, dropping everything, but, I think people today really need to encounter Jesus. And I mean really encounter him. They're pleading, people are pleading for a life change, something to make a difference, something, something. You know, maybe folks have been in church for a really long time, and they're just muddling through, just trying to make it, climbing up the rough side of the mountain, (laughs) getting knocked down and stomped on, beat up, feeling worthless and defeated, not knowing how to get out of their depression. They may be feeling like they don't even have the energy to even try. They need an encounter, but not just an encounter, but a life changing moment in time encounter hallelujah so i'm reminded about paul and we're familiar with the story um in acts uh, 9 
This is the classic amplified version. We'll just read a little bit of it. We know, you know, the backstory about Paul. We all know that he was basically, um, you know, he really saw honestly that he was doing the right thing because he was following the law as the land at that. He's going around rounding up all of the believers, these people, these crazy folks that believe that Jesus was the Messiah. You know, he was on a mission to round them all up and put them in prison. You know, that was, and he truly, truly thought he was doing the right thing. So let's look at Acts 9, 1 through 6. So meanwhile, Saul, still drawing his breath hard from threatening, from threatening and murderous desire against the disciples of the Lord, he went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogues at Damascus, authorizing him so that if he found any men or women belonging to the way, of life as determined by faith in Jesus Christ, he might bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. Now, as he traveled on, he came near to Damascus, and suddenly, something happened. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It it is dangerous, and it will turn out badly for you if you keep kicking against the goad to offer vain and perilous resistance. Trembling and astonished, he asked the Lord, what do you desire for me to do? And the Lord said to him, but arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So basically... Paul was going along, doing his thing, right? And then suddenly something happened. (laughs) Suddenly he had this encounter with none other than Jesus Christ. Paul, what you doing? What's going on in your life? Something has got to change. And he was so astonished because he was thinking, you know, I'm doing what I thought was right. And how many people today are going through life thinking, you know what, I'm a good person, I just believe, you know, that I'm, you know, that I'm helping people. I'm doing the right, I'm going to church on Sunday. You know, I'm doing the right things. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a good moral person. But then (laughs) Jesus comes along basically and knocks you off your high horse like he did with Paul, knocks him off of his high horse and literally changed his life. That's the kind of encounter I'm talking about tonight. I want an encounter with Jesus, and I believe a lot of folk out there tonight are listening, saying, hey, I want an encounter with Jesus that's going to change my life. I've been doing it one way for so long, but now I've decided I want to turn around and start seeking his face and seeking his ways and learning more about him and experiencing uh, the presence of God in a brand new way. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a new thing tonight. Hallelujah. I'm talking about falling down in the presence of the most high God. Hallelujah. And knowing that he's got the power to change my life. Hallelujah. No matter what it seems like, no matter what you're going through, no matter what they say, no matter what he said, she said, the doctor said, it don't make no difference because once we encounter Jesus, hallelujah, that trumps it all. Hallelujah. Praise your mighty name, God. I get excited about Jesus. I get excited about thinking I can have an encounter with him that I'm not already excited. 
experience, hallelujah, an encounter with Jesus that's going to change, change my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm out of breath. I get running around here and go a little ballistic. Hallelujah. It's all right, though. Whew, Jesus. Anyways, a lot of folks might feel like that they can never really have that kind of experience, maybe because of their past. That's a big one. First, we learned that Jesus saves, forgives, heals, and delivers, regardless of what you have done. The remarkable story of Paul repeats itself daily as people all over the world are transformed by God's saving grace in Jesus. Some of these people, you know, some folks have done some pretty bad things. You know, we won't lie. While others are just trying to live a moral life, thinking, hey, I'm a good person. Maybe that'll be enough. We see in the story of Paul how people in his day they couldn't fathom that back then that God would save such a creature as Paul. He was a murderous thug. <laughs> but the beauty of salvation is that God saves all mankind, regardless of what kind of man you were before. You might not feel worthy to receive forgiveness, but thank God that it's not based on your feelings or my feelings <laughs> of worthiness or unworthiness. It's based on his love for us. Hallelujah. His love for us. Thank you, Jesus. The truth is that everybody matters to God. From the good, decent, average person to the wicked, evil, degenerate one. Only God can save a soul from hell. A little known fact about sin is that there is no little, big, bigger, or biggest sin in the eyes of God. Sin is sin. Man has labeled sin as little or worse that God has not. James 2 and 10 says, For whosoever keeps the law as a whole but stumbles and offends in one single instance has become guilty of breaking all of it. Matthew twelve thirty one says this, Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy, every evil, abusive, injurious speaking or indignity can be forgiven. Hallelujah. This is great news because God forgives everything, anything, regardless of how you, others, or society looks about it. This is shouting news. You know, I know a lot of people that are convinced that they have done such horrendous things that there's no hope. There's no forgiveness that the news is in. Headline, the blood of Jesus is enough. That's where you should be doing a happy dance. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, now that we have that settled, let's get back to encountering Jesus. The first question, again, is how. One answer is seek his face. You know, I think about this a lot of times. You know, what am I seeking? What are you seeking? What are you going through your day thinking about? <clears throat> Pardon me. What are you going through your day thinking about? What do you want from God? Psalms 105, 2 through 5 says this. Sing to him, sing praises to him, meditate on and talk of all his marvelous deeds, and devoutly praise them. God in his holy, I'm sorry, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek and require the Lord as their indispensable necessity. I love that. Seek, inquire of, and for the Lord, and crave him. 
and his strength, his might and inflexibility to temptation. Seek, acquire his face and his presence continually evermore. Earnestly remember the marvelous deeds that he has done, his miracles and his wonders. Hallelujah. Psalms 27 says something very similar. Psalms 27 and 8 says this, You have said, Seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital needs. My heart says to you, Your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for and require of necessity and on the authority of your word. Hallelujah. And Psalms 27, 13 to 14 says this, What, what would have become of me? Had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? That's a good question. I'm going to say it again. What would have become of me? What would have become of you if you had not believed that you would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and have good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Hallelujah. And when we call, you know what? He will answer. When we seek him, we will find him. What are you seeking? What are you hoping for? That's a good question. What are you looking for? What do you What do you need? What are you looking for tonight? What are you waiting for? What are you expecting? If your first response is not Jesus, then you need to think about it and change your response <laughs> because only an encounter with him can change your life completely, totally, 100%. To change and never be the same, that is one of the greatest quests in life. You know, I think a lot about, you know, the different stories of people that encountered uh, Jesus and encountered his power and his compassion and his love and and how their lives were just changed. You know, I think about you know, the story of um, of the woman with the issue of blood. You know, we're very familiar with this story. You know, the, she said that the doctors had done all they could do, and they just made things worse. <laughs> that happens sometimes, don't it? Sometimes you keep going and going, and things just keep getting worse, and then there's no hope. But suddenly one day she heard that Jesus was coming through, and she had decided within herself, you know what? I'm going to see Jesus. I don't care what they say. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I look like. I'm going to find Jesus. And she was saying within herself, uh, thinking within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his, if I could just get to him enough to touch one piece of his clothing, I know that that encounter is going to change my life. And you know what? She was right. She pressed her way through the crowd. We know the story. She pressed her way through the crowd. And she got up close enough just to touch the hem of his garment, and something happened in that instant. Hallelujah. I'm glad that we are talking about an instantaneous God, that we don't have to wait, that he can change our situation in a twinkling of an eye. He can change your situation with one breath. He can change your situation with one look, with one touch, just one encounter can change your life. Hallelujah. We see it again and again in the scriptures. Hallelujah. 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 
she changed, she was forever changed. I want to be forever changed. I don't know about you, but I want to be forever changed. I want to walk into a room and people look at me and say, well, I've seen you yesterday, but you look different today. What happened? And I want to be able to say, you know what? Last night I had an encounter with the Most High God, and it changed my life. And I'm glad you can see it. Hallelujah. Because only he can do what I needed done. Only he can do what you need done tonight. Just one encounter with Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You know, and then I'm thinking about, you know, I think about uh, the, when, the, uh, when Jesus and the disciples went across the river in Mark 5, 1 through 15. It's a long, we won't read it all. But this is the story about the man that was living among the tombs. And you know the story. He was uh, uh, possessed with demons. And Mark 5, 1, we'll start, we'll start there and read it a little bit. They came to the other side of the sea of the region of the Gerasenes. And as soon as he, Jesus, we're talking about Jesus, as soon as he got out of the boat, there met him out of the tomb, out of the tombs, a man under the power of an unclean spirit. This man had continually lived among the tombs, and no one could subdue him any more, even with chains. For he had been bound often with shackles for the feet and handcuffs. But the handcuffs of chain he wrenched apart, and the shackles he rubbed and ground together and broke in pieces. And no one had strength enough to restrain him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always shrieking and screaming and beating and bruising and cutting himself with stones. But then... From a distance, watch this. Then from a distance, he saw Jesus. And he ran. The scripture said he ran and fell on his knees before him and crying out with a loud voice. He said, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? He knew who he was. Now, you know, we look at at that situation and he was bound up. And he was, you know, what a lot of folks would call having a, some, a mental illness going on, right? He was bound up by demons. He was possessed. And some, some of the scholars say he had 2000, at least 2,000 uh, demons. He had 2,000 spirits in him. And, you know, I'd say that that boy was having a lot of problems. I would say he was having, you know, he was having a few bad days, hallelujah. And, and I believe that even though he was bound up, and and tied up and chained up, and the Satan was trying to uh, control his every move. Something happened when he saw Jesus. He couldn't be held back anymore by the chains. He couldn't be held back anymore by handcuffs. He couldn't be held back anymore by the power of the demons. He couldn't be held back anymore because when he saw Jesus, I believe when he saw Jesus, he was thinking to himself, boy, if I could just have an encounter with Jesus, I see him coming up the hill. I believe if I have one encounter with Jesus, it's going to change my life. Hallelujah. And I believe that some people tonight are bound up and they're they're trying to get through life and they got some problems. You know, they might not have 2,000 problems, but they might be having a problem. They might be dealing with the situation. They might be dealing with a bad doctor's report, but I'm here to say that if you look around, you're going to see Jesus coming toward you and let that moment in time 
tonight with that just knowing you know that that encounter with Jesus is available that encounter with Jesus is what you need Isaiah 43 19 says behold I am doing a new thing hallelujah now it springs forth do you not know it and will you not give heed to it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert Hallelujah. And Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life in your presence. is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. And I'm here to say tonight that you can have that encounter with Jesus. You can have a brand new life with Jesus. If you want a new thing in your life, just look to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need answers in your life, look to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lady Beth, thank you so much for allowing the Lord to use you and to speak what thus saith the Lord to us in this ninth hour. Yes, I agree. Only an encounter with Jesus will change our lives. This is exactly what we need tonight. Thank you so much for the word. 
Thank you for hearing from God to speak exactly what the body of Christ needed for tonight. We needed this. People of God, I hope you realize that everybody can have this type of encounter with Jesus. All they have to do is confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and they will be saved. And once they make that confession, they begin to walk and talk every day, breathe and live the word of God, and they too will be able to encounter relationships that we have encountered for years, that we have enjoyed for years. So you're saying, Pastor Black, all of us on the call tonight are already believers. So I'm saying to you tonight, my brothers and sisters, let's go out into the highways and byways to compel men and women and boys and girls to come to Christ, that they may experience a change that only he can make. Money can't do it. Drugs can't do it. Sex can't do it. Fortune and fame can't do it. Only Jesus can give us that satisfaction that our hearts and souls long for. Thank you, Lady Beth, for that word on tonight. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining us for the light of Portland. Courage you that has encouraged you, that will strengthen you, that has strengthened you, and that has and will intensify your love relationship with the Lord. Know that I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Until next time.